we inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to AFA at the Core. This is Rick Green filling in for Walker today. I'm America's Constitution coach and a former Texas legislator and host of David Barton's Wallbuilders Live program. You can check out patriotacademy.com to learn more. We'd love for you to become one of our Constitution coaches and help us restore this constitutional republic by teaching biblical citizenship. And that's uh, really going to be at the heart of uh, every program that I host anyway, is what's the Bible say about how our culture should look and how we ought to treat each other? And then what does our Constitution say about how to do that in our particular form of government in this particular nation? So even as we take on issues like the Supreme Court decision yesterday, which I'll definitely kind of be walking through a little bit, uh, whether it's that or it's uh, the right of self-defense or it's uh, fr- freedom of religion, whatever it might be, we want to look at it from a biblical perspective. We want to look at it from a constitutional perspective. And then, of course, what can we learn from history? You know, where have people tried to do things uh, from a particular perspective and gotten good results? And then where have we seen people do things from a perspective where they got bad results? We need to learn from that. That's just that's just wisdom. That's just learning from the past instead of repeating the mistakes of those in the past. And that's one of the reasons you can always learn from anyone in history. It's why I'm against tearing down statues and, and erasing people and, and canceling people, because you can learn from even the worst of the worst. It's the reason they still have you know, uh, statues and things to even Absalom, uh, who's the, the got to be the worst son in the history of the world, right? Uh, but why don't we have the the statues still there? Because we learn from what he did. It's the reason over in in uh, Poland, for instance, they they still have uh, Nazi erected things, buildings and museums and different things like that. Why? Because they want to teach uh, the rising generation that doesn't remember that, that didn't live through that. We want to teach them the good, the bad, and the ugly, so we don't repeat the bad and the ugly. Uh, that's the way we should treat statues in America. That's the way we should treat people throughout American history. Instead of tearing those things down and getting rid of them, uh, we'd be a lot better off uh, using them to teach. Uh, what are you know? You can you can have your your perspective or your spin or whatever it might be, but you don't get your own set of facts, right? We should all be able to teach history based on the actual facts. That's vitally important. Which leads me to truth. We've got to teach truth. We all love. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We love talking about our rights, but you don't get to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness in the Declaration unless you back up a couple of sentences there where it says we hold these truths to be self-evident. So we got to start with truth. we got to teach truth, and we've got to fight for that truth. A little bit of truth coming out of the Supreme Court decisions yesterday. Not enough. I tell you, I, I, I am very uh, – I did not want to be on the program this afternoon saying – I was right. I was hoping that Wednesday when I predicted what the Supreme Court would do, that I would be wrong. I really was hoping I'd be wrong. But they did exactly what I said they were going to do. They 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 split the baby. First of all, they they uh, said no to the OSHA mandate. They put a stay on it. Now, let's not get overjoyed here with the victorious part here. It is a temporary victory. It's 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 essentially when we say it's a stay on the order. That means that right now OSHA cannot implement their unconstitutional, unscientific, unprecedented vaccine mandate that Joe Biden wanted. 
on employers in the country that have employees of 100 or more or any other employer, frankly. Um, so the stay has been issued by the Supreme Court. That was a 6-3 decision. All the Republican appointed uh, justices uh, said no. Uh, all three of the Democrat appointed justices said yes. Uh, they wanted OSHA to be able to do that. They didn't really care about the Constitution or, or limitations or even the science. They you know, basically spewed a bunch of lies about the science during the hearing. But all of that to say it's a stay. So that means it's not over. This thing goes back to the Sixth Circuit. Uh, there'll be, you know, more evidence and a full evidentiary hearing. I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen because who knows what the uh, what the plaintiffs in these cases are going to do at this point and what what OSHA is going to do. You know, OSHA backed off when the when the Fifth Circuit uh, stayed their order uh, back in December. I don't know what the administration is going to tell OSHA to do at this point. They may say, well, you know, it's the, the, the court was pretty clear in their opinion. There's nothing we're going to do that's going to uh, improve our, quote, workaround, which is what they said this was. They were literally trying to work around the Constitution and around uh, congressional statutes. I don't know if they're going to you know, try to come back and get another bite at the apple and, and keep going. Or are they going to try something totally different, which is where I'm going to have to get to the bad news in the in that decision, because. The Supreme Court left it wide open for the federal government to keep doing this. So they said OSHA couldn't do it based on the mandate that, that Congress gave them 50 years ago in their statute. But they did not say the federal government can't do this. That's what they should have said. I, I mean, there it is. this was a no brainer, easy, easy decision. And, and Justice Alito did raise this in his dissenting opinion on the other case, the one dealing with medical uh, with with healthcare workers. Uh, but other than that, you didn't hear anything about it in the opinions, and it's a shame. I mean, they had an easy, I mean, softball here that they could have knocked out of the park and said zero authority in the Constitution for the federal government to do a vaccine mandate. Uh, we say no, and end of story. That's what they should have done. But instead, they said, all right, we don't see that Congress gave OSHA the power, um, but they basically said Congress could give OSHA the power, which opens the door now. For Congress to do that or for the president to say, OK, so they didn't give uh, OSHA the power, but we're just going to do it through another agency or we're going to find some other way to do it. <clears throat> really, really, I think, dangerous, dangerous uh, way uh, to handle this. Maybe that's what it took to get the votes. I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but I, I was really disappointed. They actually even said and this is in the in the victory. OK, this is the case that we won. They said in that case, you know, that OSHA could regulate uh, risk associated with COVID in in uh, in terms of working in particularly crowded or cramped environments. That's that's a terrible line in that decision. I'm telling you, it's going to come back to bite us because now OSHA is going to go in and tell your employers, you know, how many feet apart you got to be and how many people can be at work at once, and they're going to nickel and dime this thing and micromanage this thing to death. And it should have been OSHA. You have no authority to do anything with regard to COVID. It's insane to think that OSHA has any kind of power on this thing, they're supposed to be dealing with toxic substances that come out of the workplace. In other words, you're making some kind of metal that has some, you know, spews off some gas or whatever it might be. That's the type of thing that Congress created OSHA for. <clears throat> I personally think that th there should be no national OSHA. This should be a state um, uh, power, the, according to the Constitution, not a federal power in the first place. But even if you're going to go there, OSHA absolutely should have zero to say about COVID. And unfortunately, even the six supposed conservative justices left that door wide open for them to come back. But in the meantime, they at least stopped this vaccine mandate. And uh, and at least the uh, Biden administration uh, cannot use OSHA to implement that on the 84 million people that would have been affected by his mandate here through OSHA. 
On the other hand, now let me give you more of the bad news. All of our friends out there that have been on the front lines, nurses, doctors, other healthcare workers, willing to work on the front lines all through the first year of COVID when there was no vaccine, all through the second year of COVID when there was a vaccine, but they were watching people be injured by it and decided not to get it themselves or they had a religious or medical objection to it. Whatever their reason, they were still willing to go in and work with COVID patients or whoever it might be and serve their fellow man. I mean, I, I, they should be, they were heroes at the beginning of this whole COVID crackdown situation. And now they're the pariah if they don't get the vaccine, even though they're watching the people with the vaccine spread the virus just as much as the unvaccinated. And now we're seeing that the hospitalizations are more of the vac vaccinated than they are of the unvaccinated. It's just, I mean, they're right there. They're watching it happen. We should let them make their own decision here. And the worst part of this decision by the court and the Biden administration. Let's not forget who's causing all of these problems. It's Joe Biden. It's the president of the United States uh, that he's actually saying to a nurse who went through all of this for the last two years, willing to work in these in these difficult situations, uh, knowing they're putting themselves at risk. If you're not vaccinated, even though you've had the virus and you have better immunity than someone with the vaccine, we're firing you and telling the person that's vaccinated and that tests positive for COVID. Come on in. You can keep working. Is this not a Romans one situation? Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. We've lost all logic. We've lost all reasoning power if that's what our policy is going to be. And not only is it the policy that the president of the United States has, has implemented, but it's a policy that now the Supreme Court has rubber stamped. So let me try to make this a little more clear. There were two cases at the Supreme Court. One of them dealt with the mandate on employers, all employers, no matter what you do. You, you could be, you know, the Daily Wire that that, that uh, uh, does media. Uh, you could be a, a groundskeeper uh, business where you, you take care of, you know, properties all around your city and you've got, you know, over 100 employees. Whatever your business, that mandate from OSHA saying you had to make all of your employees get vaccinated, that mandate, that case has been stay uh stayed so it's it's set aside it goes back to the sixth circuit the other case for just healthcare workers and it's all healthcare workers working anywhere that medicare and medicaid touches so if if, if you take any money for medicare and medicaid which is virtually everyone in the healthcare industry now i have a doctor that doesn't uh he's a, he's a rare that, that that's not very many out there like that there's more that are certainly going to go that direction and just do private um and and it's 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 uh it's it's actually going to create a lot of chaos in the healthcare industry what they've done here uh but that mandate on all healthcare workers that affects 10 million healthcare workers and that case which came out of Missouri and Louisiana out of the district courts there, the federal district courts, um, this was 20, I think it was 24, 25, maybe 26 states that were asking uh, the court to stop this mandate. You can't tell us what to do in our states on this. You cannot fire our healthcare workers over this. Um, that's what they were asking the Supreme Court to do. And the Supreme Court said, nah, well, we're going to let the uh, we're going to let the administration destroy health care. It's essentially what they what they allowed to happen here. And all the same logic that the court used to strike down the employer mandate they could have used, which is what Thomas said in his dissenting opinion, by the way, they could have and should have used to strike down the health care mandate. But basically, Kavanaugh and Roberts sold us out. They went over with the liberals and they said, well, you know, we think maybe the Congress did give this power to health and human services, even though there's no statute. There's no law that says Congress wants the Center for Medicare and Medicaid to be able to enforce a vaccine mandate. Nowhere, nowhere does it does it say that. In any law, anywhere, in the thousands and thousands of pages of federal laws, 
so they had to literally the state uh, or the federal government had to go in here and piece together like five different statutes and try to draw all these, connect all these dots and create this facade that this authority was given by Congress to Medicare and Medicaid. And uh, Thomas and, and Alito and Gorsuch um, and Barrett all four said, uh, nope. Did not. Never happened. You can't you can't make law that way. You don't piece together all these pieces. You're 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 an agency. That's up to Congress to do that. Uh, But unfortunately, Roberts and Kavanaugh and the three leftists on the court all said, yeah, we kind of like this. We're going to let it go forward. So really bad decision on that front. Again, split the baby. Some good news. One case was decided. Um, in favor of of slapping down the the um, uh, Biden administration, the other one upheld the Biden administration's uh, mandate for healthcare workers. Um, so it's uh, it's an interesting day today. And and here's where I want to leave you uh, as we're getting close to a break here. I want to close out this segment saying this: it's a great reminder of constitutional jurisdictions. Okay, it's vitally important that we remember this case is all about who has authority. And unfortunately, you've got a federal government, the president, the Congress and the courts that thinks that they can do anything and everything. And they ignore the Constitution to do exactly that. That's why we, the people, have to get educated on the Constitution. We need to use a convention of states to overrule the Supreme Court and the president on a lot of this stuff. The states have the power to do that. They just got to use that power and stop ignoring that power. I want to encourage you to visit our website today at AFR.net, AFR.net. .net, a wonderful opportunity today to support Preborn. This is a great organization that has saved, it's amazing, 169,000 babies' lives have been saved, 385,000 women have been counseled, 57,000 women have come to the Lord as a result of this. I'm going to ask you to donate today. You know, we don't do that a lot, but I'm going to do it today because this is a fantastic organization and it's something where you get measurable results. You know, have you ever noticed how sometimes you donate to things and you don't know if it's making a difference? This makes not only a difference, it saves lives. You can give 28 bucks, that's going to cover one woman seeking an abortion to get a free ultrasound, and we know that saves lives. I'm doing it right now. I'm literally on the website. I've got the page open, and I'm going to do $140 for five free ultrasound sessions that will uh, reach five women with the message of life. So I'm encouraging you to do the same thing at AFR.net today, or you can call to make that donation, 877-616-2396, 877-616-2396. Make a difference. Save a baby's lives today. I really encourage you to do this. What a great way uh, to help and to encourage and to help these women's pregnancy centers all across the country that are literally doing God's work. Check it out today at AFR.net. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back with AFA at the core. Blessed is the man who doesn't walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. One word has proven to be debilitating in our society, the D word, discrimination. What we fail to realize is discrimination is not automatically a dirty concept. We discriminate against thieves and murderers when we send them to prison. We discriminate against sexual predators by keeping them away from children. And yes, we rightly discriminate against men when we keep them out of women's restrooms. According to Psalm 1, we have to discriminate against the counsel of the wicked in order to be blessed. Good thing God isn't debilitated by the D word. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III, public policy analyst for the American Family Association.
This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. Chances are you've had some sort of purity talk with your daughter. But does she understand that beyond God's design for intimacy, Christians are instructed to live purely in all areas of life, our work, our thoughts, and our actions? Psalm 119 instructs us, How can a young person stay on the path of purity? By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. In order to be diligent in maintaining a pure heart and mind, we must first understand what it means to be wholly pure. Hiding scripture away in her heart will create a sort of litmus test for her actions well into adulthood. We are all called to raise up the next generation of Christian leaders. You can learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality is changing hearts and lives. It speaks directly to the power and the grace of God. It gives me hope for people that I know that are struggling. The whole idea of In His Image has moved me. We actually had one gentleman contact us and he said that this film changed his mind about this issue. We had a pastor reach out to us and he said that he'd been struggling with hatred in his heart towards people in the LGBTQ community. And this film helped him to realize he needed to have compassion and show people the love of Christ. We also had this same sex attracted couple contact us and they said after seeing the film, they wanted to live obedient lives for Christ no matter what. And they said, please, Please pray for us. We know this is going to be hard. We've even had people come to faith in Jesus through In His Image. To find out more, visit InHisImage.movie. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core. I'm Rick Green filling in for Walker Wildman today. You can learn more about uh, my organization, Patriot Academy, at our website, patriotacademy.com. That's patriotacademy.com. But most importantly, when you're getting online today, I want to encourage you to go to afr.net today and check out Preborn. I was kind of rushing at the uh, at the at the break there, and I didn't get to tell you. I mean, they work with hundreds of Christian pregnancy centers all over the nation. Um, that's you know that's one of the things my wife and I. We make a point to give to the Christian pregnancy centers, um, you know, as often as possible because, again, it's tangible. We know it makes a difference. And so, what Preborn does that's a little little different is that that they go support these pregnancy centers with ultrasound machines, with all kinds of other things. And that is, I can tell you from my debates in the legislature years ago, and even uh, things that have happened over the last few years uh, across the country, the ultrasound makes a huge huge difference. Let me tell you, when mama sees that baby, when when she hears that heartbeat, she sees that it is, in fact, life. You got to remember, a lot of people get abortions because they bought the lie that it's not life, that it's just a blob, that it's just, you know, whatever. Um, and, they, and when they see and they hear, 80% of them choose to keep the baby. I mean, you talk about a difference maker. It's huge. It's it's a major, major part of why so many lives are being saved out there. So I just didn't get a chance to mention that before the break. I love what Preborn is doing. It's it's a tangible 
difference. Lots of lives saved as a result of it. Uh, so be sure and check that out today at AFR.net. There's a quick, it's the, on the homepage. So as soon as you go to our website today, um, you'll be able to click on the link and donate just like I did during the break. And uh, you could do, you know, you could do any amount that you want. I mean, even if it's $5 or $10, it, it's about 28 bucks to, to uh, make that ultrasound possible for one woman that's seeking an abortion. So that's a great number to give $28. Um, and then, you know, 80% of those that do that, it ends up saving uh, the baby. So what a great opportunity there. Or if you want to do five ultrasounds, $140, great number to give there as well. So uh, I encourage you to do that today. There is a phone number, by the way, that you can call if you don't want to do the website. It's 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. And uh, so check that out today. Preborn, great thing to support. Okay. I, I was maybe a little confusing before the break as I was rattling off all the stuff in my head about those two Supreme Court cases. Um, it, it is a little bit confusing because of one being upheld and the other one struck and the differences in the two and the logic of the court uh, to uphold one and not do the other one. But very, very important for all of us as citizens to recognize this is an overreach of the federal government. This is the most simplified way I can tell you. You will not find any authority in the United States Constitution for any level of the federal government to do this kind of stuff, a vaccine mandate. Uh, not the president, not Congress, not the courts, not any federal agency, no matter what Congress says whenever they create that agency. you got to go to the actual, the, we are a constitutional republic. We're not just a republic. So in other words, we don't just elect people and send them to Washington and say, hey, do the best you can. All right. We are a constitutional republic, which means we elect people, we send them to Washington and we say, do the best you can within the jurisdictions of the authority that this written piece of paper gives you. And anything that's not in the Constitution, you are not allowed to do it. That's why it was so appalling that these these left wing judges were saying, well, if uh, if the states can do this, then why can't the federal government do it? As if to say that there's no difference between the states and the federal government. That's what a federal government is. It's the, we're the United States of America, and therefore there are individual states that have certain power, and the federal government has certain power. So the United States of America, the federal government, its only power is listed in the Constitution. 17 things listed there. And then we have this beautiful language in the 10th Amendment to the Constitution that very clearly says if it's not in here, if we didn't list a specific power for the federal government, then that is left to the states and the people. It's not something the federal government can give to itself, which is exactly what they're doing with COVID mandates, whether it's the mass mandates on planes that the president thinks he can do that are totally unconstitutional. And believe me, you can bet if, if you've listened to any of these programs where I've filled in before, I have a pretty good time um, educating. Let's put it that way, educating TSA agents and others um, when I have to fly. But anyway, it's it's not constitutional for them to do that or to do vaccine mandates or any of this other stuff that they've been doing. And that's what the Supreme Court should have said. They didn't say that. And so they've left the door open for future mandates from the federal government on this front. Okay, let's uh, let's uh, put out the phone number if you'd like to join the conversation today with questions or comments or insults. We'll take whatever you got. You can call in 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840 to participate with us here on AFA at the Core. Uh, I, I will say these mandates, by the way, I think have really worked against Joe Biden. I mean, it's not just the debacle in Afghanistan, the which was just horrific. It's not just the insanity at the border, the chaos that he has created there. Two million illegals 
uh, last year, 600,000 getaways, meaning we don't know who they are. And now they've come across the border and they're somewhere in the U.S. I mean, it's just an absolute disaster. All of the child abuse, the, the, the sexual abuse, I mean, the horrible things that are happening as a result of Joe, Joe Biden opening up the border. But it's not just all those things. It's also the fact that he keeps prolonging this scare tactics, fear mongering message that if you're not vaccinated, you're evil and you're wrong and you're going to have a long you know, horrible cold winter and uh, you're going to kill grandma and all these all these lies that he said. And he lied and said, if you get the vaccine, you will not get COVID. You remember that you get the vaccine, you will not get COVID. It's safe and effective. Turns out none of that was true. People with the vaccine are getting COVID. It's not necessarily safe for some people. All of that stuff has led to get this 33 percent approval rating. I, I don't know of a president that's had approval ratings that low. Still one year. I mean, he hasn't even reached the one year mark in office. Uh, they are losing it, folks. They they have turned off the uh, vast majority of Americans. It's it's at a point now where both Biden and Kamala Harris are so unpopular that when they go speak somewhere, the Democrats run. <laughs> I mean, they don't want to be seen with Biden and Harris. Look at look at Stacey Abrams in Georgia. He goes in to speak the other day. I think it was Atlanta, Birmingham. Or I think it was Atlanta. Uh, and, and she had a quote scheduling conflict. Nobody knows what her conflict was like, but she's running for, for, uh, what is she running for governor or Senate? I can't even remember now. Uh, but she didn't want to be seen with the president of the United States from her own party. I mean, that tells you right there how bad it is. So I think that's good news. He's had a really, I mean, I, I would never feel sorry for the guy. I do think we pray for our leaders, no matter who they are. So be praying for him. And pray that he'll get better counsel and pray that, you know, that that uh, he'll stop making such bad decisions and uh, also pray that someone else will be raised up to take his place. That's a that's a perfectly good prayer out of Psalms. I think that's a legit prayer to pray for leaders that are that are uh, having such a bad effect on our country. Uh, but he had a pretty rough week. Let's just say that, you know, not only with his 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 employer mandate being slapped down, the filibuster, getting rid of the filibuster. Uh, that whole movement is dead. Kristen Cinema from Arizona has made it clear she's not going to vote with them to do that. So the Democrats don't have the votes to do it. I think Joe Manchin was probably going to do that as well. But uh, it, it's been kind of funny to listen to Joe Biden over the last week talk about the getting rid of the filibuster whenever he used it his entire career uh, as a senator. How all the Democrats like Schumer gave these impassioned speeches when they were in the minority. How if you get rid of the filibuster, you're going to kill democracy and the sky is falling and the world's going to come to an end. But now that they want to get rid of the filibuster so that they can just run over uh, the Republicans and, and frankly, any any sane Democrat, um, then uh, now now they want to get rid of it. And you're against democracy if you don't get rid. I mean, it's just the hypocrisy is so, so obvious and uh, and it's definitely hurt them. And then one other defeat for the Biden administration. So, it's, again, rough week. Um, some of our military members won a very important case. My buddy Mike Berry at, over at uh, over at First Liberty, um, they have been uh, defending our Navy SEALs and other members of the military against this, this mandate. They're, can you imagine throwing out, uh, kicking out of the military, the toughest, the hardest trained, the, 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 the mythological almost members of the military, the Navy SEALs, the ones that everybody think, you know, just look at and go, wow, they're the most amazing warriors. We know they do the hard, that some of the toughest things imaginable to protect our country. They're the healthiest, toughest folks on the planet. And you're going to kick them out of the military because they don't get the jab. It's the most illogical anti-readiness decision uh, you can imagine. 
And uh, so thankfully, Mike uh, defended some of these guys and, and, and some of our other friends. Matt Staver had a, had a case as well at Liberty Council, a bunch, bunch of military members being defended right now, tens of thousands of them. And uh, but this particular case, uh, we had a federal judge that said, yeah, this is nuts. Um, and so uh, is, is, is protecting the religious exemptions of these military members. So that one's kind of it's still down at the district court level. It's not at the level of the Supreme Court decisions yesterday. It will eventually get there, I believe. But uh, but another great victory and another great for for liberty and for the Constitution and for, frankly, uh, patriots, but another defeat for Joe Biden. So it has been a tough, tough week uh, for for Joe Biden, which is uh, eh, that means it's been a good week for the Constitution. OK, let's go to the phone lines. Eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. If you'd like to join us, eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. You're listening to AFA at the core. And Thomas is on the line from Kansas. Thomas, how you doing? What's your uh, comment or question or insult or whatever you got for us? Well, it's a question, I guess. Uh, short-time listener, I try to catch you guys on AFN whenever I can. I do a lot of windshield time. But my question is, I got in late with, with what you were saying. My wife is a federal government employee, a GS employee, and she's under the gun or under the microscope for not getting the jab. And we're afraid that they're going to come down and say, nope, you got to have it or you're going to fire you. Was that part of the decision that the Supreme Court was? Unfortunately, no, Thomas. I I wish I could say yes. But uh, the question of federal employees and federal contractors uh, has not has not made it to the Supreme Court. Uh, There was a lower court ruling on the contractors, not federal employees, but federal contractors. Um, and, uh, but if, if, if she's an employee of the federal government right now, uh, they have not been, that has not been stayed. So they're trying to push that and force that, you know, what's so illogical about that, Thomas, that, you know, if, if it was so necessary, if there was such an emergency and everybody's going to die, if we don't do this, why in the world are they exempting Congress? Why are they exempting the post office? The, you know, how many employees that's like one of the largest federal employees. Um, and it's because the union, uh, the post office union is strong and Joe Biden doesn't want to lose their support. So it's clearly political science, not actual science, driving all these things. And I'm sorry to say, Thomas, uh, it, we're at that point where uh, she may she may end up getting fired. There's so many people across the country losing their jobs, their life being you know turned upside down, total chaos because of these illogical, unconstitutional, unscientific, unprecedented uh, policies that Joe Biden is is pushing, and frankly, governors across the country pushing as well. I wish I had better news for you there, Thomas. Lisa is next from, uh, I see, is it Mississippi? I think online. Um, Lisa, are you Mississippi or Missouri? Mississippi. All right, Mississippi. How close to Tupelo are you? Uh, about two hours. All right. Well, that's our home yep. base of operations there. Well, how you doing? What's your comment yes. or question today? Well, I just wanted to thank you so much for everything you do. I love listening to you. Um, This is sort of changing the subject with the Supreme Court hearing and everything. But on January the 11th, um, you uh, quoted that you could buy ivermectin from a particular company, and I missed what that company was. Do you still have that information? I do. It's off the top of my head. It's sevencells.com. They, they're not an advertiser of ours. We don't get anything. I don't get any kind of a kickback and none of that stuff. I don't even know the guys personally, but my good friend Daniel Horowitz, who has a great podcast called Conservative Review, 
Um, he has been one of the leading voices from day one of this shutdown on the actual science, really diving in. And he knows these guys and, uh, and, and we've purchased, my, my family's purchased from them as well. Uh, and I okay. know a lot of people that have, so it's a great resource. It's not cheap, but it's, it does cover their cost and allows them to, uh, you know, to be able to make it available, but seven cells.com. So you spell out the number seven and then cells.com. Seven cells. And that's C E L L S. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Sales. Yes, ma'am. C E L L S. Okay, that sounds. You great. got it. Thank you so much. Have You're a very weekend. welcome. Thank you very much, Lisa. Thanks for calling in. And, and, and well, wouldn't it be yes, nice if, if if our governors, if if our governors and our president had given out information like that, if they had said, "Hey, yes. here's some resources for all of these treatments." that are working incredibly well. There's over a hundred studies showing how well ivermectin works uh, against COVID and, and nations that, that did that in any way, shape or form. In some places in India, they did that. They actually gave out packets to people. I mean, that's where it worked. Well, what a shame, what a shame that governors like Greg Abbott and, and, uh, and, and Gavin Newsom and, and Republican and Democrat alike uh, that bought into the, to the narrative and pushed only the vaccines and, and wouldn't push any of these treatments. And thank you, Ron DeSantis for pushing the treatments and especially the, uh, the monoclonals and, and finally getting other governors like Abbott to finally come along after get, you know, drug along to finally get there. But anyway, I'm just saying, how many lives would have been saved if government had done their job instead of doing what wasn't their job? Okay, I'll get off my soapbox now. Lynn from Arkansas. Go Hogs, go Lynn. Uh, let's see, we're getting close to a break, so make it quick. Hi. Yes, um, ma'am, go for it. Okay, sorry. Um, the NASA bill, is that how you say it? NASA bill that just passed? I'm not familiar. Which bill is it? Somebody called me last night and said that the, the Democrats passed a bill yesterday or late last night called the NASA bill that is uh, it's got to do with voting rights. Well, they've been trying to pass their voting bill um, and, and the, the House has done it a couple times. I think they I think they did. Uh, uh, repass it in the House, but it's not passed as a law. So in other words, the Senate, uh, it's dead on arrival in the Senate, as far as I understand, now that they're not going to get rid of the filibuster. So um, yes, you're correct. I think the House did pass it again, either yesterday or day before, but the Senate is not likely to pass it. Um, I, at least we hope. We've got to keep calling all those senators. we got to pray that Joe Manchin stands firm on this. It is a destructive bill that literally destroys the election process. I call it the make cheating easy bill uh, because that's exactly what it does. And it undermines every state's ability uh, to run their own elections and, and actually have some some good safeguards in place. Every one of us want people to be able to vote if they're legal. And there is not a single person in America that should be able to legally vote that cannot legally vote under the current system. It's all a bunch of lies that they're telling you. This is We're not living in the 60s. We're not back in the Jim Crow days when the Democrats used to keep blacks from voting. Uh, right now, everybody can vote. So this is a terrible bill that Congress is trying to pass. Quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to AFA at the Core. When you hear this... This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow 
political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. They should face some sort of consequences. At the very least, what you put on there should be true. And if it's not true, then it should be actionable. Major social media outlets are finding ways to block the conservative evangelical viewpoint. The American Family Association will no longer be canceled. Announcing AFA Streaming, our own video streaming platform, which will allow access to all AFA video content. AFA Streaming is now available. Learn more at AFA.net. For American Family Radio, this is Gateways to Better Education. I'm Eric Buehler. This week, the president will declare Thursday, January 16th, as Religious Freedom Day. Every president has done so since 1993. It's a special recognition of the importance of religious freedom in America. Sadly, your religious freedom is being threatened more today than ever before with the extreme actions of some people. And in public schools, many educators and school administrators think that religious expression by students has no place in the classroom. That's just not the case. Students have the freedom, the right, to live out their faith at school. That includes talking about their faith in class, praying with classmates, and referring to their faith when it's relevant to their homework, like in a personal essay. To learn about Religious Freedom Day and students' freedom of religious expression at school, visit religiousfreedomday.com. That's religiousfreedomday.com. This time of year, many people make resolutions, but unfortunately, they just don't stick. Franklin Graham. Let me tell you about a decision that you can make today that can change your life, not just for this year, but for eternity. You see, God gave his son, Jesus Christ, to take our sins. And he died on a cross and he shed his blood for our sins. And he was buried and on the third day, God raised him to life. If you're willing to trust Jesus, he will change your life, not just for this year, but for eternity. Just pray this prayer with me. Just say, God, I've sinned. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I believe that Jesus is your son. I want to trust him as my savior. And I'm willing to follow him as my Lord from this day forward forever. Amen. Someone is ready to talk with you right now about a relationship with Jesus Christ or simply pray with you. Call 888-388-2683. That's 888-388-2683. God bless you and a happy new year to each and every one. We're the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. We're back here on AFA at the Core. Rick Green filling in for Walker Wildman today. PatriotAcademy.com is my home website. That's our organization that teaches the Constitution, teaches young people how to get involved in their government. We do what we call state capital boot camps all across the country, take over state capitals for a week, bring in young people 16 to 25, give them the chance to serve on the House floor, in committee and all those things. It's a great way to educate them on what it means to be an American citizen and how to live out a biblical worldview in our system. But then we also have our Constitution Coach Program, about 10,600 Constitution coaches across the nation hosting these classes in their homes and uh, at their churches, really getting into biblical citizenship and how to apply those things. So if you'd like to learn more about all that, patriotacademy.com. If you'd like to call in and be a part of the program today, 888-589-8840. That's 888-589-8840. Next caller is... I believe Lisa from Texas. What part of Texas are you in, Lisa? Hey, 
Rick. I am in McKinney, just north of Dallas. I used to play McKinney and baseball when I was young. Oh, well, before I get into my question, I wanted to let you know I emailed your son, Trey, earlier this week and won one of the front site trips. Fantastic. Uh, the, so I will see you I'm next month so then. excited. Yes, February 20th. <laughs> All right. But, Have you ever done that before? Have you done any kind of gun training or anything like that before? Oh, once I went to a shooting range like 20 years ago. So oh, I'll be I... one of the newbies. <laughs> that's great though. That's most of the people that come with us. That's about all they've done, you know, and, and, uh, it's a, it's just, they, these instructors are fantastic. You're going to have a great time. They're really, they make it fun, but obviously super safe. They train 50,000 people a year. Yeah. So it's, they're the best wow. of the best. And then I just love the fellowship. I mean, I love being able to teach on the constitution to the live class and we have lots of time to yeah. anyway, you're, I, I'm glad you're coming. You're going to have a great time. <laughs> Well, and I get a double dose of you because I listen to your podcast every day. And then when you um, host at the core, I get to hear you again. So, Well, thank you. I love doing the core. I tell you what, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep nudging Walker out. You know, now I got two, two days, two days this week. No, I love Walker. I love doing this program. I wish I could do it uh, more often, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's different because my, the other show I do with David Barton, you know, is, is uh, we don't take calls. We do emails, but we don't take calls. And and this is live, and I, I just love the interaction. So I really yeah. enjoy it. it, it you know, and AFA has such a great team. It's just fun. And I'm not doing that to butter up anybody. AFA that's listening right now, <laughs> I just I really enjoy doing this. So it, it, it's it's fun. So thanks for thanks for your compliments. Oh no problem. Well, I heard a few different excerpts from the arguments talking about the Supreme Court and the two rulings, yeah. and I was so confused because it seemed like. Even the people on our side trying to prevent this from happening, we're still going on the false premise that this is something as deadly as Ebola. Yes, it didn't yeah. seem like they were, you know, I, like they were coming from a false beginning, a false premise to start with, and I didn't understand that. And I was just wondering what you thought about all of that. You are spot on, Lisa. Uh, it was one of the frustrations I had listening to the hearing. Um, it was a train wreck. I mean, they 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 did. There was no there was no argument made by any attorney that was from quoting, you know, kind of supposed to be our side or our viewpoint uh, against that. They, they, they literally just bought into the Fauci narrative uh, that this thing is so bad and that it's, it rises to the level of government intervention when historically and scientifically that's absolutely false. Spanish flu was 25 times worse than what we're dealing with now, and the federal government did nothing, zero zilch. Woodrow Wilson didn't even mention it ever in a speech or a writing, when, and he was president during that whole time. Um, so they, they've really blown this out of proportion. If it was smallpox killing 30 to 50% of the people or Ebola killing 50% of the people that got it, it'd be different. But a lot of people think it's that bad because you had even these justices lying about it. You're going to kill people in Medicare and Medicaid if you don't uphold it. I mean, it, it, it was so sad that no one made the scientific arguments that number one, we have treatments for this thing. Number two, we're down to Omicron now, which is, you know, very mild for most people. And even at its worst, 99.9% .9 of most people, uh, I mean, of most categories survive it, no problem. So they, I wish they had addressed that because that's important to the legal arguments too, because it has to be something that's so bad, it rises to the level of government intervention. And even Alito, when he was questioning even the, the 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 bioethics of a vaccine and not being allowed to talk about the, the pros and cons. He said, you know, I'm not making that point. I'm not making that point. I'm not making it. I mean, he literally said it three times in a row, meaning I'm not saying the vaccine's bad. I'm not questioning the vaccine. I mean, they are so afraid 
to talk about the actual science. And that is bad for everyone because then you don't get the debate, the robust discussion that helps you, um, you know, find when something's not good. And that's the actual scientific method too, right? You keep challenging. Oh, I'm sorry. I went off on my soapbox, but such a great point from Lisa. It was not addressed. It should have been addressed uh, by the attorneys themselves. And uh, frankly, I was hoping for a little bit more pushback from the from the justices like the Fifth Circuit did. See, that's the other thing. The decision when the Fifth Circuit first did the opinion against the OSHA mandate, they did hit a lot of that stuff. And it was really, really good, which is why it was such a bad thing when it the lottery caused this uh, case to be moved to the Sixth Circuit instead of the Fifth Circuit. I don't want to get too far in the weeds on that, but basically it's the way the the, the federal appellate courts work. If you have a ca uh, cases from all 12 appellate districts, then they do a lottery. So it all got moved to the Sixth Circuit to consolidate. And then you had a three-judge panel that had two justices that went with the whole COVID scare thing. And it changed the narrative before it got to the Supreme Court. So that was very, very unfortunate. Okay, I'll get back out of the weeds. Sorry for going in the weeds, everybody. Ernie's calling in from Virginia. Ernie, how you doing, man? Yes. Question, comment, insult. Right. And I guess Lisa added compliments. So not just insults, questions. And no, I'm not fishing for compliments. Ernie, go ahead, man. Thanks. Thanks for taking my call. Two things. You bet. Biden, Biden said today, telling these small businesses, just go ahead and ignore what the Supreme Court did. Ignore it. So can't, can't, can't the uh, medical field do the same thing? Just ignore what the Supreme Court said. Go ahead and ignore it. Yeah, I, certainly what I would do if I ran a hospital, I, I'd say, you know, look, you, you you do not have authority over me just because the Supreme Court says you have authority over me. And that's part of what I hope people will take from this is, look, we got to stop buying into this idea that, oh, the Supreme Court has ruled. It's the final say. Everything's said and done. Not at all. It's a say. And if they're in their lane and they're exercising their proper constitutionally granted authority, then yes, they have a proper role in some cases, uh, but we shouldn't make it the final say. And, and, and that's why I'm calling for a constitutional amendment to overturn this crazy decision, this, this decision on the on the uh, health care workers. And uh, we did that with the 11th Amendment. And I, I'll tell you what, Ernie, this might shock you. We did that so fast with the 11th Amendment. This, the, the Supreme Court issued a issued a decision uh, in, a, in a case called Chisholm v. Georgia, and the states didn't like it. And in four months, Four months. I mean, what is that? 120 days? Four months. They had a constitutional amendment in the Constitution. So they went through both both steps. They had it proposed and ratified in four months, and they overturned that Supreme Court decision. We ought to do that more often. And uh, and as individuals, I think there is a proper time for civil disobedience. I can back that up biblically. I can back that up historically and certainly constitutionally as well. I would say this is one of those times uh, you ought to be protecting your workers out there, healthcare companies and doctors and others, and instead of uh, requiring them to get the jab when it's not safe for everybody. Uh, okay, Susan in Louisiana. Susan, how you doing? Your uh, your state was actually where one of these uh, big cases came from. We might have lost Susan. All right, we'll skip over to Joe from Ohio. Joe from Ohio, how you doing, man? What's your what's your comment or question today? Hello. Is that Joe? It is. Hey, Joe, how you doing? Um, I, I'm fine. Uh, a comment I have: We were at our bank this morning, and we were talking to the cashier. She had a mask on. I asked her. I said, "Why you got that mask on?" She said, "Well, her daughter." Um, 
was in in nursing she took her to she took her to work and uh she tested positive and they told her that the jab only lasts 6 months cuz she got a jab about 6 months ago and now it's not it's not working so she's been tested positive for the covid and uh i just thought you know that there's another another thing that they're saying okay now it, they're saying that it doesn't work. It's only six months, and you can't, and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. The, there we the go. efficacy, yeah, the efficacy continues to wane, and, and as you watch, uh, even the CDC is now admitting this, um, and 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 now they're actually down. Uh, they think maybe to four months potentially of efficacy, and if they have their way, honestly, this is the ba- this is the bad part of that, Joe, is that uh, they may decide you need a jab every month. I mean, can you imagine? The billions and billions of dollars for the pharmaceutical companies that that would mean, but also the deaths and the neurological disorders and just the man just messing up your system. I mean, imagine even recommending that you get the flu vaccine every month. I mean, I don't think common sense would would allow us to think that that could be good for our bodies, but they may head there. I mean, that's how crazy they are. They've been so unscientific up to this point. I would not be shocked if they did that. Um, Yeah. Crazy stuff, a good, good anecdotal story, but so spot on to what's actually happening out there. And and they're also saying the vaccines up to this point haven't uh, uh, may not be working at all for for Omicron. It's just uh, working its way around them. I've said from the beginning, everybody. I mean, I literally said this to my family in March of 2020. Everybody's going to get it. It's a virus. Some people are going to be harmed by it. Most people are going to get immunity when they get it. I'm no scientist, but that was my take at the very beginning, because why? That's how it's always worked throughout history. Doesn't mean you're not smart about it. Doesn't mean you don't wash your hands. And and I'm a hand sanitizer fanatic. I, always, I have been for 20, 20 years because I'm out there shaking hands with people all the time and I don't want to get their colds or stomach bugs or whatever else it might be. So let's be smart, you know, but let's not shut down Western civilization over a virus that's 99.9% survivable. Okay, I'm going to go to Kimberly next, but I first want to tell you real quick to hit the website today at AFR.net, AFR.net. Right there on the homepage, you'll see some links for Preborn. And what Preborn does, as I was saying earlier, they work with hundreds of Christian pregnancy centers across the nation. They provide uh, these life-saving services, such as the ultrasound, which is a phenomenal, phenomenal tool in saving the lives of babies. And here's why. Because when a mama hears that heartbeat, when she sees that baby moving around, she realizes that's life. If they, if you know, most people have been lied to about um, abortion and about the baby. It's not a baby. It's just a blob. I mean, all these lies. And when you see that heartbeat, when you see that baby move around, are you here? I mean, you hear that heartbeat. I got, yeah, you can actually see it on the ultrasound. Uh, I remember all four of my kids. Uh, but anyway, when you when you see that and hear that, I mean, you realize that's a baby. And Mama wants to keep that baby eighty percent of the time. It works. And the mom says, no, I'm not getting an abortion. I want to keep it. What an amazing way to make a difference. You can help make that happen because obviously it costs money to, to get that ultrasound machine into these uh, pregnancy centers to get uh, to, to be able to pay for the operation and all those things. It's about 28 bucks each time. It's roughly what it costs. And so you can actually help save lives. Make that donation today at the website. If you give twenty eight dollars, you'll be helping to cover the cost of one of those ultrasounds. Give $140, you can cover the cost of five ultrasounds. They have saved, get this, these numbers are mind-boggling. Over the last 15 years, preborn centers have counseled over 385,000 women. More than 169,000 babies' lives have been saved. 169,000. 
It's amazing. And more than 57,000 women have surrendered their lives to Christ. What an incredible, incredible ministry. Help support Preborn today. You can do it at our website today, AFR.net, AFR.net, or you can call in 877-616-2396. That's 877-616-2396. Okay, I think it was Kimberly I said we were headed to, probably our last call of the day because we only got a few minutes left. Kimberly, go ahead. I thank you for taking my call. I wrote down seven cells, S-E-V-E-N-C-E-L-L-S dot com. I don't have internet. And my doctors, I have um, some serious health problems, so I'm, uh, I continue to isolate and not go anywhere. And it's really a problem. I need to start working out again. I'm struggling very hard with weakness. And, um, all my doctors say, um, you should get the shot. You should get the shot. I won't force you to get it, but you should get the shot. They will not talk about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. They want, I've, I've been talked to my doctors about one of the reasons I don't want to get the shot is because of the VAR system, side effects and death from it. Oh, that's not really from the shot. That's not really from the shot. Oh, wow. That's, what they that's tell so me. dishonest. Yeah, that's a shame. That's so dishonest. I mean, it, you know, even the in the VAR system, the thing is, you really have to multiply it, according to Dr. Peter McCullough, who's one of the best experts on this, by four or five times. So the 20-something thousand deaths, multiply that by four or five, that's probably what's actually happened, all the negative reactions, everything. But I will tell you this, um, Kimberly, the, uh, I'm just going to give you a phone number real quick, but also the in the show notes on the, on the, uh, on the podcast, you can get the website, and uh, we'll try to get the phone number added as well. But there is a number for seven cells. It's it's 800-88, I'm sorry, 800-818-1779. 800-818-1779. I'm going to tell Seven Cells they need to advertise with us at this point. <laughs> no, I, lo- I love the fact that people are asking about this because the government won't help. And unfortunately, in your case, your own doctor, your own medical advisors and people won't help because they've been threatened by the by their boards by all of these um, regulatory agencies. Can you believe that? That we're going to, and have, taken away people's licenses because they're they're recommending and giving information, scientific information, on life-saving things like that. What a shame. What a shame. Well, folks, we are out of time for today. Be sure and visit patriotacademy.com if you'd like to learn more about me. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach. You want to host one of our classes. And then be sure today to go to AFR.net. Make that contribution to Preborn. Help us save lives. Really appreciate you listening today. Thanks for all the phone calls. Really enjoyed being with you. You've been listening to AFA at the Core. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Faith.